0: The Almost Perfect Podcast. Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of very fucking little at the moment. I'm gonna be honest with you, very little, but they are, there are some. There's always some silver linings, but yeah, things are pretty fucked at the moment. So, no, no long intro today, no guest today. Um, that. Would have been a little bit challenging to set up as on Sunday evening, I got word that the bottle store 500 meters down the road from my flat was on fire, and I could hear people down there. And then I heard gunshots and then lots of screaming. Which, you know, growing up in Umbilo, like this isn't fronting, this isn't stunting, this isn't me trying to get cred or anything, but. Growing up on Bilo, you do get somewhat used to occasionally going to sleep to the sound of gunshots. Like, it's a thing that over the 30 years that I spent there wasn't an uncommon occurrence. And seeing lots of people out in the streets causing havoc wasn't always, you know, it's happened before. But yeah, Sunday evening, heard that. You know, we already all knew about the burning of trucks and stuff like that that had been happening further inland in KZN. But then stuff started to hit home, then start seeing stuff on Twitter and the city of Durban is just being trashed. People are looting everywhere and yeah, everything's just being hit hard. That's how I tried to go to sleep on Sunday. Didn't do too well. Like, a bit of a struggle, especially since my window is right by, like, the road, and yeah, you can hear things. So, could hear chaos going on in town while I was trying to sleep, and then on Monday morning, got up, made some coffee, and then started hearing people screaming and coming up the road, and then breaking into Davenport Centre, which is literally a stone's throw from my flat. So like I could see everything happening from my window and I didn't really know what to think or feel or do or other than, you know, just, oh shit, fuck. Huh, well, this is happening. And yeah, just obviously being rather worried, rather scared. Definitely a bit, well, I hope they don't come here. And they didn't quite make it to my flat. Uh, They hit up the building right next door, the restaurant Pedro's. They broke in there, stole money from them. But yeah, I didn't do more damage there. Didn't come up Helen Joseph Road. And I didn't see, like the restaurants all seemed fine in that. So kind of just on the precipice of where a lot of the destruction and looting happened and just watched it all unfold and shared what happened via the almost perfect Twitter account as I saw it, you know? Yeah, so naturally, I was pretty stressed at times and also at other times just being like, everything's fine, you're safe inside, nothing's going to happen to you, you're okay, you know, those sorts of things because you got to... Well, fear is the mind killer, as one Frank Herbert once wrote, and as you're probably going to hear in the movie Dune coming up. And that's the thing. You've got to rationalize things. You've got to, in tense, heightened situations, try and remain calm, try and remain sensible. And yeah, so that was it. I was just watching, just uh, letting people know on Twitter what was going on. And like I say, nothing bad happened to me at all. I did decide, well, (laughs) I decided, uh, well, no, Paige and I, Paige is my girlfriend, decided obviously we needed to be together at this time. So especially because she's staying on her own, she was house-sitting for her parents. And so I managed to come up once things were a little bit more chilled and yeah, I managed to take a walk up. She lives about a kilometer up the road from me. And so I came here and I've been hunkering down since Monday afternoon. We've been up here in the hills of Glenwood, which I'll be honest is, yeah, I've been a lot more chilled. We did go to sleep hearing more gunshots than I've ever heard in my life. And like I was saying, you know, I'm from Ambilo. That isn't necessarily something that is uncommon, but holy shit. I've never heard like something like we heard on Monday where it was just absolute chaos, just gunshots constantly ringing out because whilst I was quite lucky and quite fortunate to not experience any violence towards me, you know, a lot of other people didn't have that experience, both from, you know, community sides, people who were just chilling at home and suddenly dealing with chaos and mayhem and violence enacted upon them and then also you know protesters and innocent bystanders and innocent black people who are being racially profiled now you know being targeted and some being murdered and yeah it's gotten super fucking hectic here in KZN like at various times it has definitely felt Like, there's incredible amounts of racial tension, as I'm sure you're all very aware if you are logged on and online at all. So while I, like I say, am, yeah, nothing bad has really happened to me, you know? Some things seemed a little scary, and there was a moment when I left my flat that I thought, you know, if they set some restaurants on fire around here, maybe this will be the last time that I see all this shit, you know? That I get to sleep here. That, yeah, my collection of magic cards and various other things might go up in flames. But, you know, whatever. Those are just things. And while that was a thought, I don't think it was something that I thought was gonna happen was something that I was just like aware could happen. Whereas other people have had a lot of their property destroyed, like their personal property as well as businesses and everything like that. And, you know, we also have to acknowledge the fact that a lot of other people haven't even had access to property, haven't even had access to so much in this country. And, you know, that's clearly a part of what's going on at the moment. It's not the whole thing we all well once again I say we all know but we don't all know because I don't know what information sources you have I don't know who you're talking to what you're reading what you're watching you know I think we're all getting various different news sources and various different viewpoints and responding with our own biases and our own like internalized racism in some cases but also like I do think in other places it is just like internal biases, you know, just the things that we've grown up with, where you get taught things about other people. And then, <laughs> you know, you have this fucking weird anger and fear, the swart shit, as people say, but that's not the only stuff that's going on. There's also other fear mongering from other races and for other things. And the history of this country is super complex. And I don't even... You know, I'm aware of a lot and fairly well read, you know, like I know some things, but I don't consider myself to be super on top of everything, obviously, like it's, there's so much that we just weren't even taught and there's so much that's, there's just so much that's fucking happened, man, like this history, this country has such heavy and dark fucking history and this is now another chapter in that darkness and heaviness and just I do see some light I do while some of this community organization stuff has been absolute bullshit it has just been absolute racism it has just been people like I say having these lifelong hatred like build this lifelong hatred building inside them now and lifelong fear because it is a thing of like being scared of the other and that's why they're the other, you know, like to making people into the other so you can not be scared of them and creating in groups. And (sighs) fuck, I don't even know what I'm really talking about. Um, As I say, like I've read some fucking books, but I don't really know anything. And that is very, that's like super apparent to me at the moment. Although, like I say, I do see some light at the moment and it is in community organization in the ways that it has been positive, you know, in the ways that it's been unifying in communities where it has been multicultural and it has been a thing of like, let's stand together to not let our shit fucking go down. You know, <laughs> like I know there's some revolutionaries out there who might disagree with this, but not always a fan of buildings being burnt, especially not a fuckload of them at the exact same time. Cause that's gonna have a negative effect on everyone. And I obviously understand that, yes, a lot of people are excluded and that is such a valid fucking thing. And that's why I totally understand why some people would resort to what has happened, like fully, like it is violent to let people fucking live in shacks, to make people live in shacks, to not provide, like there's so much fucking wealth, you know, in this country. We are literally the most unequal country in the world. And there is so much wealth and it's not getting in the right places, obviously. And so, yeah, it's fucking completely and utterly violent to have so much of this fucking population living in, not even fucking living in houses, man. So I can't exactly fault some people for (laughs) their actions when it came to partaking in getting themselves some shit that they might have fucking needed. And maybe not even getting some shit that they fucking needed. Maybe just expressing some anger and rage at the fact that shit is fucked. The fact that our government has been so fucking inept, so corrupt, so full of fucking shit. It's... I fucking understand that. Fully understand that. Uh, But at the same time, like I say, not exactly you know, that reaction is understandable, but also not something that we can live with as a larger society. Like, and I understand people protecting their fucking communities and not wanting their shit burned down, you know? That to me totally makes sense as well. So yeah, where communities have organized, I have seen a lot of positivity and I've also seen a lot of charity, a lot of generousness, a lot of people coming together to clean up, to make food, to donate stuff, to just help rebuild and make things better. That that is something that really does give me hope. It might feel, you know, it might seem, I don't know, some pie in the sky hope, (laughs) some shit, you know. But, yeah, that does actually make me feel like it's that thing of uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, saying... But yeah, there's this dude who used to be on American TV and he would tell the story. He used to teach kids and he used to tell the story. He told the story about his mom who would tell him, you know, look for the helpers. Whenever you see something wrong happening, look for the helpers. And I know it's a super cliche and I know some people think it's shitty and cheesy and whatever, but to me, there is some validity in that. And even more than that, be a helper. Do something to actually help. I'm not gonna, you know talk about anything that I've done or anything like that because fuck that, it's not important. But yeah, like that's the thing. Look for the helpers and be a helper. And I guess I posted a status on Facebook and I'm often inspired by the Marcus Aurelius saying, you know, stop, don't waste your time arguing about what a good man is, be one. So at the moment, if you have capacity and you have the power and you have the will, to do some good, just go fucking do it, you know. Because if there was ever a time, now is the time and do it however you see fit, you know. Don't let other people dictate what, yeah, your charity or your goodwill or your, not even, it isn't even charity or goodwill, you know, your investments in your future and in humanity and then your brothers and sisters and our non binary siblings as well. And I'm just trying to gather my words here, because I've lost my track of thought a little bit there. But yeah, this is all just coming to you from the heart. I don't have any notes or anything like that. I have obviously had a bit of time to think about it for a while. And yeah, I do, like I say, I have hope. I also, you see, what I think some of what this community organization stuff has really like made me go oh that's kind of cool is the fact that like I am someone who if you've listened to this podcast for a while you'd know is attracted to the idea of anarchy you know as a political concept the lack of a state controlling everything I don't know the long-term viability and scalability and all those different things you know it's as I say, it's something I'm attracted to I've read quite a lot about it and out of political ideals it's one that I dig you know I'm like yeah that's that's mostly where I align you know there in anarcho-socialism is essentially the thing I like to push for as much as possible and I've seen elements of that here like that's essentially what I've seen because, like, when we talk about things like defunding the police, and this is from my understanding of stuff that I've read, it is essentially this it's community policing. Well, not necessarily community policing, but yes, community policing and community response. And this is where some people actually brought up because I brought this up on Twitter the fact that one of the things that was lacking here was people who are trained to de escalate situations and you know, to understand psychology of these kinds of things aren't in communities and these are things that we need to invest in so that when shit does happen, it is possible for people to actually lead with, you know, an understanding of the situation, I guess, and to take control in ways that are beneficial and helpful and don't escalate things and then create more Uh, violence and create more pain and destruction and racism and all of those things so while I do see the organization side because of the lack of police you know that's the thing at the end of the day you know people are always one of the things people always say when we talk about defunding the police and that they often say that well you know what will happen if shit really goes wrong and well, shit really fucking went wrong. Like this week, don't know if you noticed, but things really went wrong. And the police didn't fucking do much. They couldn't do much in a lot of cases. In other cases, I'm sure you've seen some stuff online that implements a lot of police in being a part of this shit. Whatever this shit is, whatever the grand conspiracy is, or whether some people were opportunistic, yeah, it seems like there was an element in the police that was a part of the vibe and that obviously creates a lot of distrust and the fact that the police, you know, I watched, they didn't do anything and I do think it's because it's very difficult for them to do anything, especially when you don't want to have another Marikana on your hands. Obviously, a lot more people have died now through various different circumstances, but the police will at least be like, oh, it wasn't us. So that's also the thing. It's turned... You know, in some ways it's brought communities together and all of that. And in other cases, it's turned communities into vigilantes and it's allowed wanton lawlessness on a myriad of different scales and from lots of different elements. So (laughs) it's, yeah, the shit is tricky. It's nuanced, as they say. And I don't really necessarily know enough. I'm just talking out of my ass, I guess. But that's where my heart is. It's uh, full of shit. No. Yeah, I think, I think that's a lot of what happened, what I wanted to say, what I'm thinking, stuff that's been going on in my mind. I am somewhat positive. I'm also somewhat terrified. Like, I know that this will obviously have a long-term economic impact on South Africa, but I also know that like I say, you know, there is this, well, I haven't said it yet, I guess, but there I would like to say <laughs> that there is this potential at least to utilize this moment to try and make changes, to not just go with these fucking useless losers, fucking opportunistic assholes who are in government, you know, the politicians out there, like, yeah, there's a handful of good ones. But for the most part, they're fucking rats. And yeah, I don't know. I hope South Africa is not a sinking ship and we can we can get rid of them all the same because there are elections coming up. And yeah, it's time for grassroots shit, man. It really is in all different aspects of life, whether it's politics to your um, what you buy, man. Like I know supermarkets, unfortunate, well not unfortunate, but supermarkets have the finances to bounce back from this a lot quicker than, you know, mom and pop stores will in that. So I think it's super important where you can to support independent retailers and businesses and yeah, people who would have been severely affected by this and won't be able to come out of it as cleanly as your checkers and your Woolworths and those kinds of companies. Of course, they're gonna have a massive like hit from this and it could have an impact on jobs there and that sort of stuff. But I think you guys know what I mean why I say like support your you know, support the support the small guy. And then try and vote for someone different. I don't know who you've been voting for, but <laughs> no one we've been voting for. Seems to be able to fucking lead. We don't have any leaders in any of the main parties here. So it's time to actually start learning what the other parties are about. You know? (laughs) It's time to start reading the literature and seeing what people's platforms are, seeing what people's track records are, and seeing who in your community maybe you can nominate to, yeah, be a part of local government and represent your community. Because... I think they might, depending on where you are, you might have seen some people who you're like, hmm, they're, they're a fucking leader. They, they did some good shit at you. They, you know, got people together. They responded swiftly with kindness, with, you know, reason and all of those things. Then, yeah, maybe you should chat to them about running for office and getting some real people involved in this shit because that is a way we could you know, if you're into the whole state thing, if you're into the whole government thing, then that's definitely a way to try and enact change. I don't know how effective that really is. I ebb and flow on it, to be completely honest with you. But at the same time, it is some form of power that you have. And I don't think abstaining this time is a smart choice. I don't think it's a reasonable choice. And I don't think yeah, that's the way to go here. Who to vote for? I have no fucking clue, man. I genuinely don't. And I won't be campaigning for anybody. Because, yeah, even if I think someone would be good at it, I just don't ever want to stand a fucking politician ever again, you know? Not that I've ever really stand many politicians, I don't think. But, you know, just getting caught up in the rhetoric and all of that, because there was a time that I voted for the EFF and like I thought they were a potential option here, but <laughs> no, thank you, not anymore. If so where we go from here, I don't know, but there's there's options. There's there's a road ahead. There's many there's many forks that we could take, and it's up to you to decide what you think is right and yeah act on that i guess so that is moral philosophy with bob perfect i hope you enjoyed the episode Um, i don't even know what the fuck i'm talking about but i do want to give some shout outs to the patrons over patreon.com because yeah you guys keep this podcast alive there we've got a tier over at patreon we've got multiple tiers with the $1 tier, the $5 tier, the $10 tier. and if you're listening this far into the podcast, you 100% already know that. We have the titular titles tier at $10. Now, this is a tier where you get to pick your title right here on the Almost Perfect podcast. You get to become a part of the cast and crew. And uh, yeah, you get to have a job at Almost Perfect Media. So shout out to our spiritual advisor. That is Vishendra Nadu. Definitely. A much-needed role at the moment. Shoutouts to our pantsless weasel, who is Tyron Love. Basically, our second most useless uh, job that we have here. But, you know, not as useless as being a fucking content creator. You can check the Twitter feed if you want to know what I'm talking about there. Shoutouts, of course, to our almost perfect hedge fund manager. That is Karan Slemmon. Also going to gonna need... Uh, your your work here, bro. This is, <laughs> times be tough. Uh, shout outs to our executive producer, that is Stephen Oliphir. Shout outs to Neil Green, who is the key grip. Shout outs to Kath Jenkin, who is the inevitable ruler of the universe, and Queen Swifty. Clearly, the most useless job here at Almost Perfect Media. But Kath is a wonderful person. Just for those of you who don't know that I'm joking, <laughs> like, totally the best uh, shout outs of course to king julian shout out to karan chedi who is the assistant to the regional manager and also the main host of the Sharks mtg podcast who then they just released a new episode i'm no longer heading that up karan's taking it on his own, I will go guest on there from time to time, but I haven't really played much Magic the Gathering. But if you are into it, if that's your sort of thing, or you just want to get into it, go check out the Sharks MTG podcast. Shout outs, of course, to Chief Sales Officer of Subtle Heresies, the Greater Overberg Region. That is Rousseau. And shout outs, lastly, to anonymous benefactor. This time, the clue. Oh, yeah, I need, you guys know, you get stickers if you figure out who the anonymous benefactor is, okay? So hit me up, bubble almost perfect a code. It's, uh, if you know who it is, uh, the clue this week is that they're playing at a board and, is a board and distorted? It is bored and distorted uh, on Fringe's Twitch channel. You, you, you know about this, right? Like, I'm pretty certain you know about the board and distorted stream that's happening this weekend. If you don't, ask somebody and they will tell you. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's kind of what I need to tell you. I mean, I didn't need to tell you any of this at all. And you definitely didn't need to listen all the way through to the end. But if you did, I appreciate it. And I also hope that, yeah, we all get through this, man. We will. And it's just, yeah, I hope it doesn't lead to a lot more suffering and instead actually leads to some sort of revival and real rebuilding. You know, because I think a lot of us know that, This country has been built on a lie of the Rainbow Nation. It was mentioned last week with Stiff Pup, and I think it's been something that's come up a few times over the course of the hundred and something episodes of this podcast. And yeah, we have to address that lie. We have to address the inequality. We have to actually make shit fucking better. Because if we don't, well, guess what happens? It's only going to get fucking worse. So, I don't know. I guess I'll uh, catch on the flip side later.